Hey there, Messy Minglers. Welcome to Life, Faith, and Their Messy Mingling, where we tackle everyday life topics and intertwine them into our faith, trying to reconcile the two together and make the most of this mess. I hope you all stick around and enjoy the ride. Hey there, Messy Minglers. Merry Christmas. We are so close to Christmas Day. Can you even believe it? It feels like this year went by in a flash. And I say that more and more every year that gets added on to my life. It's like everything that my parents ever told me about life going by fast is absolutely 110% true. <laughs> and here I find myself at the end of 2018. And I wonder where on earth the year went. But with that being said, we still have a couple years left in 2018, and let's make them the best couple of weeks of the entire year. Today, we're going to talk about faith and ending the year strong. To me, ending the year strong doesn't necessarily mean that we kill ourselves to get to the end. And let me, let me get into some things to explain what that means and what that looks like. The other day, I was in my spin class, and I just felt so fatigued, so tired, so worn out, just physically, not necessarily mentally and emotionally, but my body was telling me, you need a break. You need to chill out. My body was tired. I've had to push myself to do things just because I feel so worn down. Do you ever get like that where you feel like you have to push yourself to make dinner or run that errand? You have to pep talk yourself into getting that thing done. And I know that many of us find ourselves in that place far too often, but especially at this time of the year. So what if finishing the year strong doesn't mean striving and trying to achieve the things that just are so unattainable or overworking and overstressing ourselves, our physical selves, our mental selves, our emotional state. What if we flip the narrative to what finishing the year strong looks like? What does that even mean? Does it mean we push ourselves past our limits? Does it mean we overexhaust ourselves? Does it look like a stressed out person? I don't think so. I think finishing the year strong means that we're listening to our physical, emotional, and mental well-being and live our lives according to that. That's what finishing the year strong to me looks like. It doesn't look like an overworked, uh, exhausted, stressed out woman. It looks like someone who is aware of her mental, emotional, and physical well-being and is able to make changes and corrections where, where and when needed. That might mean that I rest more than usual during this season. When it's a season that's calling for me to rush and to run from here and to there and to go to all the activities and buy all the gifts and do all the things, instead of doing all that, I choose rest. I choose to stop and to be still. That's a flip of the narrative, isn't it? That goes so against our culture right now. So it's really hard to do but it's such a necessity for our souls. It might mean, when I flip the narrative to finishing the year strong, it might mean that I'm saying no to things I usually would have said yes to. 
and that I pull back on activities. You know, lately, we everything came to an end for us right before Thanksgiving. All the kids' sports, I mean, they literally almost ended on the same day. And commitments and things of that nature. I don't have anyone in choir this year, which I've had in the years past. And so the month of December has been super quiet for us. And <laughs> I really like Mondays because Monday Night Football, I just, I don't even necessarily have to care about who's playing the game. I just like the buzz of the game in the background. It's that noise that makes sense during this time of year. Do you have anything like that? And then Tuesday rolls around and I, at the past couple of Tuesdays, I've sat around kind of twiddling my thumbs like, this is a really boring day. I don't know what to do with myself. I'm so bored. The kids are old enough to kind of occupy themselves. So after dinner, I'm staring at the walls thinking, it's 630. What am I going to do with myself? I'm not a huge TV watcher. I love to read a book. But when I sit down when the kids are awake and try to read a book, I get interrupted. It's inevitable. So anyways, it just, it, it feels so different to me to be still during this season. It feels odd and a little uncomfortable but it also feels amazing and magnificent. And I'm getting really used to it. So when life gets busy again, it's going to be a hard transition and a rude awakening for me. But what if we flip the narrative and we are given the gift of moments of no commitments and we actually enjoy it? Jesus, he was really good at flipping the narrative, wasn't he? Anytime you read a story of Jesus in the New Testament, he's just blowing the realities and the traditions and the laws of that time out of the water. He was the king of flipping the narrative. He pushed past the norms and the ways of that time, time and time again. And you know why he did it? He did it to be nearer to the father. When Jesus decided to flip the narrative on what was typical and usual for that day and that age and that time, he was doing it for eternity. He was doing it for the ministry that he was called to. He did it to stay sane and to stay healthy. He worked miracles on the Sabbath and people got upset. He went against the laws of the day and people got upset. He retreated when most of us would stay, afraid that we'd lose our momentum and our influence. His concern was not with what others were doing or how the culture told people to do things. His concern was with the heavenly things and with eternity. He lived out the center of the Father's will, and that's where we should reside too. If it's killing you, then that's not finishing the year strong. Jesus had opportunities to speak in front of crowds, and he knew when he was at his wit's end. He even knew when his friends were at their wit's end. And he retreated, and he told them to retreat and to rest and to find solitary moments to rejuvenate their souls. And when people said it is the law to rest, he worked. He didn't hold to the true, the tried-and-true schedule of the day. And that should give us permission to do the same. To say, I am not going to adhere to what culture is telling me to do to finish the year strong. I'm not going to uh, be married to what everyone else around me is doing as that being the norm and what I should be doing too. There's no FOMO in finishing the year strong. There's no fear of missing out because you're not missing out on anything. It's your life to live, not hers, not in the, the lane next to you, but in your lane. 
So how do we finish the year strong? Well, what does that look like to you in your life? What are your goals? What are your aspirations? What do you have left to do this year? Have you sat down and written it out? It's not going to look like her. It's not going to look like the girl next to you. So don't try to force it to look that way. It's not supposed to. It's supposed to look like what God has ordained for you to live out, not for you to try and live out her story. Write down the things you want to accomplish or even write down the things that maybe feel a little overwhelming that you want to pull back on. Something about seeing all of that written out, it helps us process it. I'm, I'm such a visual learner. I love listening, but there's something to me about writing it down or seeing the picture or physically working it out that helps me to understand it better. Write out. There's about two weeks left in 2018. Write it out. What does that look like? What are some goals that you haven't yet achieved? Don't try to achieve unattainable goals, but you can still have them and work towards them. Keep working, keep pressing, and pull back where you feel like you need to pull back. If it's killing you, then it's not finishing the year strong. We can also finish the year strong by instead of trying to do it all, or like I said, instead of trying to achieve that goal in the next two weeks that we made way back in January, we just do the next best thing that's right in front of us. Because everything else will come with time. Do you ever have one of those days where you just kind of chug along and you do the next thing and then the next thing and then the next thing and you're not necessarily concerned with thing number five because you're still on thing number two, but somehow, someway you get it all done and you have time left at the end of the day. Have you ever had one of those days where you're like, wow, that was a really successful day. We can finish the year strong by just doing the next best thing in front of us. And realizing that everything else, it'll come with time and we'll get it done. We also need to remember in finishing the year strong that Jesus pressed against the norms and expectations of his day. And so we can too. The world right now is telling us to rush and to be stressed. And there's so much to do and so so many places to be and everything's crowded and everyone's cranky. But if we take a step back... And we press against the norms and expectations of this day. And we're kind to others. And we're not in a rush. And if we don't get to that errand, it's okay. Then we're going to bring a little peace to our lives. And we're going to be able to finish the year strong. Before we wrap up, I want to give you a challenge. You know, I like to encourage you and challenge you. Those are my two favorite words when I talk on the podcast or in my Monday musings online. I like to use the words encourage and challenge. And so today I want to challenge you because it's a challenge to myself. I want you to start praying for your word for your life for next year. I was never one to jump on the span wagon, but I did it about a year or two ago, and it's kind of really become a thing for me. And I look for it as the, as the year is coming to a close. I look for what is next year going to look like? What is going to be my driving force, my focus, my word or my expression for that year? So I'm challenging you to start praying for that word because it changes and it ebbs and flows as the year progresses. But when you get to the end of the year, you get to take that word and look back on it and see how it's come to fruition in your life. And that helps you focus the end of your year to finish it strong. So start praying. This is a way we can finish 2018 strong is to start praying for our word for 2019. Now, once you find that word, I want you to lay it down. I want you to surrender that word. 
And here's why. Last year, uh, my word, or this year, I guess we're not even in last year yet, 2018's word for me was expectant. I was launching this ministry. I had just launched the website. I had a lot of dreams for it. And so the word that came to me in 2017, at the end of the year for 2018, as I launched into this this thing, (laughs) was expectant. And as I reflect on that word, I realized that I turned my word from expectant of what God was going to do to having expectations for God and what I wanted him to do. So at the end of this year, I realized I never laid my word down. And so I've decided to lay it down and to take next year's word. I have a word and an expression and I'm going to lay them down. I'm going to surrender it. And let him use those words mightily in my life. Because when I take my word from, and from desiring what God is going to do to what I want him to do, I'm, I'm limiting his abilities to work mightily in my life. So I promise you that when you lay that word down, it won't look at all like you thought it would. But it will be exceedingly abundantly beyond you, all you can ask or imagine. So let's all finish the year strong by mirroring Jesus's ministry and pressing against the norms and the culture of the time. Let's look at our lives. Let's write down the things that we want to complete or we want to work towards to finish this year strong. Let's have a visual of it. Let's lay it all down at his feet and surrender. I pray that we can all finish this year strong. That way we can be propelled into what the Lord has for us in this next year to come. Have a very, very Merry Christmas and the happiest of New Year's. And I will see you and talk to you and be able to be in community with you, figuring out this life, faith, and their messy mingling together in 2019. Y'all have a very, very Merry Christmas. Does your soul feel depleted? When you wake up, are you still tired? That's not finishing the year strong. Striving and achieving and trying to make all the events and do all the things and bake all the goods and wrap all the presents. That just wears us out doesn't help us to finish the year strong. What is it that you need in your life to finish the rest of 2018 out strong? That when you go from 11.59 p.m. on December 31st, 2018 and step into 12 a.m. January 1st, 2019, What is it going to be, what is it going to take for you to make that step and feel strong as you step into this new year, this new beginning, this new opportunity? What do you need to do to help your physical, mental, and emotional state so you can take that leap from 2018 to 2019 with strong feet? Write it out. What does that look like? Write out your list. What do you need to accomplish in the next two weeks? Cross off the things that don't matter. Do what Jesus did and go against the norm of the narrative of the time and cross it off. Retreat like he did. Go against the norm. 
take that nap, say no to that event, or say yes if that's what strengthens and fulfills you. Find what you need to finish this year strong physically, mentally, and emotionally so that when 2019 starts, you feel rejuvenated, refreshed, and ready to go and not worn out and tired and like you need a good nap. I pray that each of you steps into 2019 ready to take on the messy mingling of life and faith. Because when we step into that with strength, we can see the beauty in the mess. And our faith, it exceeds anything we can imagine. Have the merriest of Christmases and the happiest of New Year's. And I will see you all ready to step into 2019.